Parshas Nayach, Lukate Siches, Volume 15, Sichahe. Significantly placed throughout the written Torah are a full alphabet of large Hebrew letters and a full alphabet of small Hebrew letters. Their placement and size are of mystical importance. Here and there, there are other anomalies, like the upside-down final nun that appears at the end of our parsha, at or the end of our Torah portion. Sometimes we get a hint regarding the significance of these letters, but usually they remain hidden in the realm of Kabbalah. In our case, though, we can actually catch a glimpse of both the simple and the Hasidic meaning of the upside-down nun through exploring the explanation of Rashi. The very last verse in this week's Torah portion reads, And the days of Terach were 205 years, and Terach died in Choron. Rashi explains the overturned Nun that is written in the Torah scroll, in the word Bechoron, the last letter of the word, and says, Hanun hafucha ad Avram af The nun of Haran is inverted to tell you that until Abram appeared, the wrath of God was kindled, Haran. The inverted nun, in other words, symbolizes the change from divine anger to divine mercy. Simple explanation here is that the inverted nun alludes to the fact that while the immediate translation of the word Becharon is in the city of Choron, the word has additional significance, and that is that the word Choron means anger. The significance of the additional explanation is that until Abraham arrived and illuminated the world, God's wrath was kindled against the world. What's difficult to understand, though, is that Rashi's explanation for the word Choron has to connect to the literal intention of the words in the verse. But the verse doesn't speak about Avram at all. The verse speaks about Terach, Avram's father. So why does Rashi explain the word Choron in association with Avram? The answer to this is that Terach's passing, which is discussed in the verse, occurred, as Rashi teaches, long after Terach had done tshuva, if we were to explain the words Vayamas Terach Becharon in connection to the Charon Af, God's anger, in regards to Terach, this would misrepresent Terach's status at his passing. Rather, says Rashi, the word Becharon means God's anger with the world at the time of gen- in general. The question arises, in that case, what is the connection of God's anger kindled in this world, and the words in the verse which tell us that Terach died in Haran. If God's anger isn't about Terach specifically, or at all, as Terach repented his ways. Thus Rashi's response, continued response, until Abraham. This connects to Avram, who we read about in the next verse, the first verse in the portion of Lech Lecha. And God said to Avram, Lech lecha, go for your sake. In other words, the upturned nun on the word Becharan alludes to the fact 
that until Avram, God was angry with the world, and when Avram arrived on the scene, began to illuminate the world with the divine consciousness, God's anger ended. We still want to understand, though, while it's true that the statement of Lech Lecha immediate fo- immediately follows onto our verse in the portion of Nayach, nevertheless, it's difficult to interpret this inverted nun in this verse as belonging to a verse that is yet to come. The explanation for this begins with the understanding of the letter formation. The inverted nun is a nun pshuta, an extended nun whose purpose is to define the end of a word. It's a final letter. The form of the nun pshuta is a long line that clearly distinguishes between two different sides, a dividing line, if you will. There is the before and there is the after. The letter does not, like a kuf, for example, have a space between one part of the letter and the other, which allows access from side to side. The nun here tells us that the Torah got to the end of one subject and is now ready to proceed to the next subject. Since the letter itself is only a straight line and it bears no openings and no separations, it is like a wall that separates between what preceded and what came after. But here, in addition, the Torah chose to turn the nun upside down, also to modify only the nun, the final letter of the word, and not the rest of the word, choron. This is conclusive proof that whatever follows the nun is the beginning of another phase. Before the nun, there is godly anger, choron, and after the nun, there is avram. The nun is inverted to tell us that it refers not backward to the verse in which it appeared, as it might normally, but forward to the next verse. Thus, Rashi explains that until Avram, divine anger was present in the world, but immediately upon the entrance of Avram in the world arena, in this, in the picture of the world stage in Lech Lecha, divine anger dissipated. Now, it could be pointed out that there's another, more positive way of saying the same thing. Rashi could have said, there was divine anger present in the world during the entire era of Nayach, including Terach, rather than commenting that divine anger dissipated with Avram. And that would have had the added benefit of being a comment about Terach, rather than referring to the next verse, which mentions Avram. But when we look carefully into the genealogy of that generation, it becomes clear why Rashi chose to couch his explanation not in the positive term, but in the negative, referring to the upcoming generation of Avram. The death of Terach, the end of the era of Noach, actually took place much later than the ascent of Avram. According to Rashi, Avram was already present in the land of Canaan for 60 years before his father Terach passed away. And yet divine anger already subsided with the advent of Avram even before Terach passed away. 
Therefore, Rashi chose the second path of expression, saying divine anger ceased with the arrival of Avram. Once again, the upside-down nun tells us that divine anger dissipated, not with the death of Terach, but with the appearance of Avram in this world. But we might ask, why deal at all with the subject of divine anger? The generations before, and including Noach, though not Noach himself, were sinners. So of course they generated divine anger. Why do we need an upside-down nun to tell us what we might know anyway, that God was angry with the generations who transgressed his will? The answer lies in the longevity of the people of those generations. But one could ask, why did such sinners deserve to live for so long? Perhaps they had a special merit, such as their unity or the fulfillment of a particular mitzvah, like honoring one's parents that protected them from divine wrath. The upside-down nun comes to tell us this was not the case. The world was filled with divine wrath during the early generations, and yet the men of those generations lived long lives. We do not know why. That is a question for which we have no answer. God gave them long life. What we do know, though, is that Adam lived the longest, and as the generations progressed, longevity shrank. Later generations lived shorter lives until the longevity of our own generation. Even though the task of Rashi is to explain the simple meaning of the verse, he nevertheless alludes to the secrets of the Torah in his commentary. Regarding the early generations, our sages teach us in the Talmud and Psachim that the 26 generations that preceded the giving of the Torah were sustained by the kindness of God. Chassidus explains that these early generations received their spiritual energy and their physical existence thus from a level that transcended creation. Since their spiritual and physical sustenance came from beyond creation, it, in its way, did not matter how people conducted themselves. Regarding that transcendent level, the Torah states, multiple transgressions have no effect on God. If you act properly, what do you contribute to him? This level was so far beyond man and creation, it was not affected either by mitzvahs or by transgressions. Therefore, even one who transgressed continued to receive his spiritual sustenance from that transcendent place. And this situation continued all the way up until the giving of the Torah. However, just as we may make a distinction between the generations preceding the giving of the Torah and subsequent generations, so we distinguish within the first 20 generations and the subsequent six, even though they all preceded the giving of the Torah. And this is what Rashi alludes to in his commentary on our verse. In his introductory words, Rashi mentions not only the word Choron, which is the name of the city in which Terach died and means anger, but introduces the other word Af, Choron Af, which is in itself strange because the word Af, unlike Choron, does not appear in the verse at all. The word Af means a nose, and with the addition of this word, 
Rashi means to allude to the spiritual level explained above. While the word haran on its own means anger, it also alludes to the throat, since it has the same numerical value with the complete um, numerical equivalency of the letters as garon. Garon means throat. There are two different kinds of anger, that which is of the nose, af, and that which comes down to the throat, haran or garon. The difference between the nose and the throat is that the nose is only associated with the head. What's in the nose remains in the head and does not filter down to the rest of the body. The purpose of the throat, though, is to connect the head with the rest of the body. The throat becomes a passageway for all that enters the body. By adding the word off to his commentary, though it does not appear in the verse, Rashi alludes to the type of anger that was the influence present during the first 20 generations preceding Avram. It was only with the advent of the era of Avram that things began to change. The influence of the Torah, though not yet given, was then felt through Avram in the world. The influence that previously remained above the world began to filter down. Man began to be judged by his actions. If he acted in accordance with the Torah, he was rewarded accordingly. If not, there was punishment. This did not occur before Avram. And that's why Rashi mentions Af in his commentary. The Haron Af, the spiritual level that remained in the nose above expression in creation, was dominant only until Avram. After Avram began to illuminate the world, man began to be judged by his deeds. That's what, according to Rashi, is alluded to by the upside-down or the inverted nun at the end of our verse. The letter nun is one straight line. Aside from performing the function of separating between what came before and what came after, the nun represents drawing down influence from above to below, connecting the upper world with the lower, so that the lofty transcendent revelations of above are drawn down to influence lower creation. This begins with the advent of Avram, when Torah was illuminated in this world through him. With Avram began the 2,000 years of Torah. Following his era, we find ourselves in the 2,000 years of preparing for Mashiach, during which transcendent levels of spirituality begin to descend to this world. The final stages will occur with the arrival of Mashiach, when all transcendent spiritual levels will enter completely in an imminent way, and we will grasp them with our intellect and even with our physical senses. Bekarev mamash, speedily now mamash.